everybody. Welcome back to Pisnetti's Big MMA Show. Pisnetti's Big MMA Show. I even fuck up my own name. It's weird. Anyway, today um, I want to start off with The Ultimate Fighter, which uh, is actually in its third episode now, going on to its fourth episode. And, um, and then I want to talk about... Uh, there was uh, UFC, what, Fuel, and a few Bellators, and UFC 152, I didn't even talk about that, so, yeah, I'll mention all those, um, but yeah, but let's get started with uh, the Ultimate Fighter, so, um, what's uh, anyway, uh, sorry, we got sidetracked there, um, so we're in the, the 16th season of the Ultimate Fighter, and, um, the last season, the last season was live. This one isn't live. This one is back to a tape format. They said that they can build the shows better. You know, they can make characters and everything from people. Like, because not everything happens the week before their fight. So, um, yeah, so this one, they went back. The live's gone. Um, and this first ep- the first episode was really good, actually. I mean... Uh, there's a lot of good fights. I mean, I, I like watching fights, so if you like fights, it was, there was a good, good amount of fights. I mean, it was weird, though. Like, it seemed like they, they kind of played, like, favoritisms to some people. Like, like, they would only show, show the tail of the tape for people with really long reach. Like, if you watch it, they only show, like, the tail of the tape for, like, three people. And that, and... And, like, those three people had really long reach, like, 80-some inches. But for all the other fights, they didn't show it. But anyway, they were good fights. And um, now I want to talk about the ratings for it. Because now that we're in the third episode, I was just talking about, you know, the very first episode. And so now we're in the third episode. And the very first episode scored a rating of 947 thousand viewers which is pretty bad (laughs) because on spike they were averaging about 1.7 but the thing the the thing that's different about that is that when they were showing it on spike they were showing it on wednesday on you know on fx they're showing it on friday at like 10 o'clock at night so people aren't gonna watch it they're just not nobody watches tv at that time people are out you know that's America, they they don't sit around and watch The Ultimate Fighter, <coughs> like myself, but anyway, <laughs> so the first episode scored 947,000 viewers, which is the fourth worst, fourth worst episode ever in ratings, and it was the worst debut ever for for the series, for all 16 seasons, that's crazy, you know, I would have thought the first season wouldn't have had that many viewers, but... I guess so. Anyway. And then the second episode scored 872,000. And then the third episode scored 775,000. And if you're keeping track, that is the lowest episode ever. The one before that was uh, episode 11 on the live series. And that one had scored 821,000. So... 
Not a good start, really. Not a good start. I mean, they just they shouldn't show it on Friday. I mean, if they expect it to last, if they expect it to pull numbers like that, if that's what they're expecting from that, then they shouldn't put it on Friday. And, I mean, I hope they do recognize that. I mean, it's just... I mean, that demographic that they're going for is definitely not going to be there on Friday. And most, and most of that demographic doesn't have a DVR. Although I'm sure with the DVR numbers, those numbers will come up, but... I mean, you never know. You never know. You know, as far as the reality stuff goes, I don't really watch reality shows. Actually, I don't watch any reality shows. So, whenever I watch that, you know, it's kind of new to me. You know, I don't really watch... I don't watch American Idol. I don't watch, you know, any show like that. So, I mean, it's kind of cool to me. You know, I'm not totally against it, but... You know, I, I heard this line that, you know, somebody said that there's a lot of nameless faces, and that's true. There really is. I mean, the only person I knew going into uh, The Ultimate Fighter was Sam Sam Alvey. Like, he was in Bellator. He put on good fights. I knew he was a tough fighter. And, ooh, that was a big one. <laughs> um, anyway, and in it. And in his fight, he knocked out the guy in, like, 13 seconds or something, like, really quickly. Um, it, it, you know... So people had a lot of hype on him. He was actually the first pick. But, you know, in the third episode, he loses. So, yeah, I mean, you you never know. It, you know, it, it's weird. I, I don't understand them. Like, I don't understand FX and all them. I, I, I was watching the commercials for the first episode, you know, like before the season started. And they showed this guy a lot. Like, they showed this guy in the commercial. Like, every time I saw a commercial, like, probably, like, three-fourths of the time, I would see this guy with long hair. And he's, like, from North Dakota. And he was in the 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 first se- the, the first episode. And he loses. And they didn't even show his whole fight. They did not show the whole fight. They didn't show, like, the whole fight for any fight. They showed, like, you know, like, most of the fight, but... Some, most of the fights, they don't, they didn't show any of it, and they, I mean, he put on a good fight, but he lost. I was like, why did they put money behind this guy? Why did they put this guy in a commercial if they knew they knew he was gonna be out in the first episode, and yet they still made the commercial with him? You know, it it's it's like it made me wonder if he was gonna come back. You know, it really did. I was like, maybe he'll come back because you know they put this money behind him and everything. They were showing his face off, and he didn't, you know, it was the third episode, he hasn't come back, so, I don't know, maybe he does, I doubt it, okay, and they also want to start, uh, the Ultimate Fighter in India now, yeah, start from ground zero, that's gonna be a funky, funky (laughs) arena, oh my god, but, you know, I want to see, you know, they might be scrappy over there, you know, I've never really seen an Indian fight, so, you know, I don't know. They might be hungry for it. There's a movie coming out. Here comes the boom. It actually looks pretty funny, but it's PG. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? A PG-rated MMA movie? I mean, at least PG-13. Because now I think, now that it's a PG, I think that it's going to be like a wrestling movie. You know, it's not going to be like a fighting movie. It's going to be a wrestling movie. Where it's just kind of outlandish and, you know, 
It's just not like real fighting. And it kind of looks like that. And it looks funny. But, you know, PG, come on. I mean... <sighs> anyway. Now on to the UFC. UFC 152. Jones versus Belfort. The fight that I didn't think... Belfort deserved. And he didn't. He didn't fucking deserve it. He didn't fucking deserve it. No, no. But before I talk about that, the card started off with um, Cub Swanson versus Charles Oliveira. And um, this fight ended in the first round in 2 minutes and 40 seconds by a knockout with a right hand by Cub Swanson. It was a good one, too. Like, it, it was crazy because... It was like a delayed reaction. Like, he hit him with the right, and then he just stood there for a second, and then just fell over. And it was just, oh. And you're just like, oh, my God. And, yeah, it was over right then. And um, it was good. I mean, it was, I mean, you don't see stuff like that all the time. And then um, the second fight was Matt Hamill versus Roger Hollett. Um, Matt Hamill had retired, and this was his first fight back. But I think he was only gone for about a year. So I don't really know if you consider that being retired. But anyway. So he fought Roger Hollett. And the and the thing, the weird thing about this was that he was originally scheduled to fight Roger Hollett. And then Roger Hollett got removed from the fight because they said he was injured. But it turns out what it was was that there was something up with his his uh, contract with Bellator, and that's why they took him off, that's why he wasn't, um, he was originally scheduled to fight Matt Hamill, and then he got taken off, and then Vladimir Matyushenko got scheduled to fight Matt Hamill, and then uh, Vladdy tore his Achilles tendon, ugh, ugh, every fucking time I think about that, ugh, your Achilles tendon is the, like the, the thing where your ankle is, like right there. Oh, I fucking tore that. Oh, and at his age, that's just terrible. Um, yeah, so he he tore his Achilles tendon, so you know he he can't fight. And I guess they fixed the the contract thing with Roger Hollett, and they brought him in. So he fought uh, Matt Hamill, and he lost. Matt Hamill just pretty much put it to him. I mean, he just kind of he just dominated him, you know grappling and just you know he just kind of kept like he kept the pressure on him the whole time and then the next fight was a good fight uh uh, michael bisping versus brian stan michael bisping won this by unanimous decision and the scorecards were 29 28 29 28 29 28 and i think it was brian stan won the first round and then bisping won the rounds after that like I mean, Bisping was hitting him more, but Brian Stan was hitting him with harder shots. But, you know, like, Brian Stan would hit him with, like, one or two big, like, like one or two, like, good shots. And then, you know, Bisping would come in and pop, 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 pop. I mean, Bisping won the fight. I mean, it was a good fight, though. I mean, <laughs> you know, they say he, he could get a title shot against Anderson Silva. I, I don't know if anderson's gonna accept that fight i think he should i think that'd be a great fight i think that'd be an exciting fight i think they could sell numbers with that 
And I think Silva could beat him. And I don't see why anyone would think otherwise. You know. And not only that, but I see it in devastating fashion. I mean, it could be wrong. I mean, I watched that, I watched that Dan Anderson fight. And to think that he's going to get knocked out like that again, I don't think so. I mean, he... He even showed in his Brian Stan fight not to circle into his right hand. He knew that. You could see it. He was circling out away from him. He just looks better on his feet. He's just way better than he was. I just saw that fight, the Dan Henderson fight, and he didn't look he doesn't look he didn't look nearly as good as he does now. I mean, granted he was fighting Dan Henderson and if he fought him again, I don't know if the same thing would happen. I mean I think it would go to a decision and probably Dan Henderson would win. Definitely I think so. Or he would knock him out, yeah. I mean, it's one of those two. And I see, you know, Anderson just beating him up. And just, you know, I don't know. I think I think Bisping could get some good shots in there, though. And he said he would stand with him. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? Really. I mean, English fans would want to see it. Everybody would want to see it. I would want to see it. I, I want to see that. You know, that would be a great fight. I, and, you know, I hope Anderson accepts it. He probably won't. Because he wants to fight GSP. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. You know, they, they said GSP hasn't agreed to it, but they said he hasn't said no to it. You know, And he's coming off that knee injury. It's like, he's like, man, you know. I mean, is he really at 100% right now? Is he? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I haven't heard anything about him. I haven't heard anything about his camp or anything. And he's training. He should be training. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. I see him having a fight content. I want to see him fight Hendricks, you know. And then the co-main event, the flyweight championship fight, which was Demetrius Johnson versus... Joseph Benavides and Johnson won by split decision with the scorecards being 48-47, 47-48 and 49-46. It was a close fight. It really was. It really was. I mean, again, it kind of was like the same way, but you know, a lot faster. It was kind of the same way like Bisping and and Stan but, you know, a lot faster and a lot more shots being thrown and, you know, takedowns and everything. But, you know, it was just Demetrius hitting him and Joseph getting in big shots. I mean, I, 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 I could see it going either way. I I wanted Benavides to win that fight. I did because I like Benavides. I mean, I, I don't know why. This The first thing that came to my mind was he beating Miguel Torres. And, you know, I used to really like Miguel Torres. You know, he used to be a champ over in uh, WEC, which was an organization back in the day, which I'll mention again in a little bit. Yeah, he was a champ over there. And, like, it just seemed like no one could beat him at 135, you know. It just seemed like nobody could beat him. And, you know, Benavidez sliced him, sliced his forehead. Oh, my God. And one of the most horrific cuts I've ever seen on a fucking forehead. And he still has a scar there to this day with it. So I kind of wanted Benavides to win because, you know, he beat him. I figured, you know, man, he should beat him. 
But no, you didn't. Um, and then it was the main event: Jones versus Belfort. Wow, wow! If you didn't see this fight, you should go see this fight. It was a good fight. Um, in the first round, Belfort. Oh man, Belfort almost won it. He he snatched on an armbar right in the first round. And apparently heard it popping, and it did. Apparently it did pop and everything, and Jones didn't tap to it. He didn't, but he later admitted that his arm hurted, and they said that there's probably some nerve damage there because of that. So he actually broke his arm, and apparently felt, uh, Vitor felt it popping, and he stopped. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know... It's true. I mean, you would. I mean, if you if like I've I've done things like that, and you know, if I felt the dude's thing popping, like his elbow popping, I would stop. You know, it's just gross. After that, Don, uh, Jones was a dominant. I don't know why he stayed in his guard this whole time. I didn't understand that. Like he just almost like did not even try to pass his guard, and it just seemed dangerous. I mean, that's how he got that armbar and all that. And he was just smashing, but but you know, Jones was just smashing him with elbows in his guard, like, all day, and, you know, he kicked him this one time in the liver, and he just fell down, it was so awesome, it was just, but after that fight, which, by the way, Jones won in the fourth round by Americana, which was, like, he kind of, like, twisting the back as, like, kind of a shoulder crank, he won that by Americana in the fourth round in 50, at, at the 54 second mark. And, um, yeah. And the funny thing is, once he got into his side control, then he, he locked on the Americana. And, like, it was like this crazy scramble because it just, you know, Vitor went for it. He had to. He went for it. He, he needed to do it, and he did it. And, you know, you know, God bless him for it. You know, who would like, if he would have just lasted two more rounds and just stayed there and took a beating, you know, it was like, all right, whatever. But, you know, he fucking went for it, man. He started punching him. He started hitting him good. And then, you know, Jones just kind of like, like, they just got into a crazy scramble and Jones got into his side control and, you know, tapped him out. The thing is, too, you know, I was saying before the fight, he didn't deserve it. And I don't think he did deserve this fight. I still don't. But. Man, he had a chance. I mean, you know, he had a chance. It just would have been so crazy if he would have won. I mean, shit would have. But yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure Las Vegas was holding his throat when that happened. Like, oh my fucking God, we're going to die. I mean, I don't think he deserved it, but he made it worth watching. He really did. He brought the fight to him. You know, he wanted it. Like, nobody else wanted to try, and he at least tried. I mean, it. you know, I thought he was going to have, I thought it was going to happen sooner. So, you know, more props to him on that. The fight of the night was uh, TJ Grant versus uh, Evan Dunham, which actually happened on the prelim on the FX. <laughs> it was a crazy fight. It was it it was really good. Uh, TJ landed a lot of very heavy strikes, and uh, like Evan would keep growling at him. And around the second round, TJ hit him with a knee and just split his forehead wide open. And you know, TJ just kept landing good punches. I thought he was gonna knock him out, but. T- Evan just kept coming and was growling and yelling at him and 
I mean, not the best strategy, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, the knockout on night one to Cub Swanson, the one against Charles Oliveira, where I told you he hit him and, like, there was a delay and he fell down. Good. That was a good one. And then, um, you know, John Jones got the submission of the night. And those were all $65,000, so pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, so that was UFC 152. Little side note, after this event, a few people actually got cut. Charlie Brenneman, who fought on the f- Facebook card. He just got cut. Uh, Wale, Wally Watson, he just got cut. Yeah, just those two. But the other guys shouldn't get cut. You know, Evan Dunham shouldn't get cut. Igor shouldn't get cut. Jimmy shouldn't get cut. I don't know about Roger Hollett. Oliveira shouldn't. Brian Stan shouldn't. You know, no, none of the guys shouldn't. Other than, you know, pretty much the two guys who, who did. Charlie Brenneman. It's crazy that he got cut because he was the guy who, you know, fought Rick Story on what that day's notice and beat him and pretty much took Rick Story out of any title contention, any contender contention, any contender talks just because of that one fight. And then, you know, I guess Rick Story was just feeling it and lost his next fight too on top of that. But, yeah, you know. He shouldn't have had that win. You know, Rick Story wasn't prepared for him. But anyway, he's gone now. Because all of his wins were by decision. And all of his losses were like highlight real material knockouts. So, yeah. I mean, he lost his fight on this card uh, at UFC 152 in 45 seconds. On the preliminary card on Facebook. So, did I say 42? I've been 45 seconds. Yeah, so. Boo! Kind of deserved it. Anyway, now on to UFC on Fuel. Uh, Struve versus Myochik? Myochik. Myochik. M-I-O-C-I-C. Myochik? I don't know. He's American, apparently. Anyway, yeah, so Struve versus Myochik was the main event. So, the first fight on here was Che Mills versus Dane Dwayne Bang Lugwood. And uh, this one was weird. Because it ended in the first round in 2 minutes and 28 seconds. But it was a TKO by a knee injury, which Dwayne suffered. Yeah, it was just like they got into like this crazy scramble. And like his knee, he just like fell down out of nowhere. Like he didn't get hit or anything. He just fell down and started pointing to his knee. And he looked like he was going to get knocked out in that fight anyway. Kind of sucks, man. Lugwood needs to pick it up. But he's getting old. Then the second fight, which was in everyone's agreement, the shittiest fight of the night. Which is funny because it's the only fight too that fit that fought two English people together, two people from England, and this card took place in England. So you know, the most boringest fight was between the two people who were from the same country, and pretty much probably they didn't want to knock each other out. I don't know, but John Hathaway just dominated him for three rounds. Like, really, I think John McGuire should get a cut for that fight, but we'll see. The third fight, which was a good fight, this you know everyone was was up. It's uh, it was Matt Wyman versus uh, Paul Sass, and everybody was up about Paul Sass. You know, um, Matt Wyman was an underdog coming in, and uh, he he actually has a, you know Matt Wyman. I think they said is eight and four inside the UFC. Um, Paul Sass is undefeated. Well, he was undefeated until this fight, which he lost to by submission armbar in the first round. In three minutes and forty-eight seconds, it was good too. It really was. 
they were just like a lot of ground fighting, you know, a lot of ra- uh, wrestling, and um, you know, Matt Wyman, I guess, wasn't scared, and you know, he just was able to lock on an armbar and, and roll him over and roll him over onto his back and was able to finish it. Nobody was expecting that, you know. <laughs> it was awesome the way he won. He just started yelling. Rah! Okay, so then the next fight was a bantamweight fight. Brad Pickett versus Steve Javwain. Brad Pickett won by knockout in the first round in three minutes and 40 seconds. Like this uppercut. It was really awesome. Yeah, it says TK, or a uh, knockout by an uppercut. Yeah, like he just like slipped under his arm and hit him right on the chin. And he just fell back and it was over. It was done. Like, you know, lights out. He didn't even, I, I don't even think he hit him again after that. It was good, you know, because every, everyone thought, you know, Yves Jabane was the better boxer. I don't even think I'm saying his name right. But everyone thinks that he was, you know, the better striker. But Brad Pickett, you know, Brad one-punch Pickett, he can knock you out with one punch, and he proved that he could. So, even at Bantamweight, at 135. So, the co-main event, Dan Hardy versus Amir Sadala. Oh, yeah. I like Dan Hardy, even though he lost a lot of times. I don't know. I don't know why I like him, I, I, but I like him. I didn't. I don't like Amir Sadala. I feel like he's a point fighter. I don't. I don't feel like he ever tries to finish a fight. I, I feel like he just tries to wear you out. And you know, for the most part, that's what he does very well. But you know, Dan Hardy beat him this time, and um, Dan Hardy beat him by unanimous decision, uh, which was scorecards with twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, and thirty, twenty seven. All four. For Dan Hardy, I think they gave Amir the first round. Pretty sure on that. I I, I feel like Amir really put it to him in the first round, and then uh, the second round, Dan woke up and you know just started started bringing it to him, and that's how the judges saw it as well. And I remember that because I remember I remember going into the third round, I was like, oh this 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 fight is tied up. So you know it was a good fight. So I mean now that I told you about it, if you already if you didn't see it, <laughs> you, I mean you should see it. It's a good fight. And then the main event, which was Stefan Shrew versus Stipe Majocic. Majocic. Anyway, Stipe came into this fight undefeated. Stefan's been in the in the UFC for a little while now. But something that's crazy about Stefan is that he's 6'11", has an 84-inch reach. Yeah, big fucking guy. Big fucking guy. But Stipe was no small guy neither. He was 6'4", 80-inch reach. But uh, Stipe came into this fight undefeated. You know, I had a lot of hype. They were saying that, you know, if Cleveland, I guess he's from Cleveland, if, you know, if anyone was going to be the next champion, it was going to be him. But Stefan knocked him out in the second round. Well, TKO by punches in the second round. At the uh, three-minute and 50-second mark. <laughs> Man, there was, a, there was a point in there where Stefan hit him and was just running as he was punching him, like running at him, as he was punching him in the face, it was it was a great fight, great fight. Um, you know, Stipe the good. I mean, he did, but Stefan is just too big, too long. You know, no matter where you go, him, whether you go to the ground or you stay on the feet, you know, he's getting better and better. And you know, just like Roy Nelson said after he beat him, that. He's going to be a stud when he grows up. Because, I mean, what? He's only, like, 26. You know? He's my age. And he's fucking, you know, been fighting like this. You know? At top-notch quality. He's only going to get better. 
way better at that reach, that length. The only thing I can think is that, you know, he might get more injuries just because of his length. I mean, most people aren't that tall. Um, most people aren't that long. So, you know, your joints would probably take a lot more of a beating than the regular person. So, yeah, it makes me wonder about that. Apparently, he gave a really tearful uh, post, post-fight post interview as well. I guess his dad who got diagnosed with cancer. Um, yeah, so that kind of sucks. You know, all hope goes out. All hope goes out to him. Anyway, so those were the events that happened while I was gone uh, today. Actually, two events are happening, um, so I'll have to cover those next time. Uh, the UFC on FX, which is uh, Brown versus Silva, Travis Brown versus Antonio Silva, Bigfoot Silva. Big. Bleh. I think Travis is gonna win that fight. He just seems like the better fighter. So, there was a few things I just wanted to say, uh, or I, just a few questions I had, but, you know, I guess they're rhetorical questions, because I'm talking to myself. <laughs> but um, I was just wondering, you know, if the UFC could buy um, Bellator. You know, they bought every other organization, they bought Strike Force, they bought out all their competitors, but can they buy Bellator? Bellator is now owned by Viacom, which is worth over, you know, a few billion dollars. So, it makes me wonder if the UFC could ever buy them out. I don't know if they're publicly owned, so I don't know if maybe they could buy a majority stock in it. But, it just... But anyway. So, I also had an idea of a a UFC event... You know, they had that, that UFC event, what was it, 146, I forgot which one, which was all heavyweights, and it was an amazing card, and I thought maybe, you know, kind of run with that, but have it like two extremes, like, you know, uh, Goliath, you know, David versus Goliath, but have it like, you know, a 125 fight, you know, like a flyweight fight, and then a heavyweight fight, then a flyweight fight, then a heavyweight fight, you know, I thought that would be like a cool idea, I don't know if that would work. But, you know, it's like a lot of speed and then very slow, but knocking the fuck out. And I just want to mention a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, uh, after the bell shots on uh, on UFC fuel, it was weird. Like, like three shots after the bell, after the bell, there was like, somebody threw a punch. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes they need to protect the fighters better. It seems like. Like, I mean, granted, it's better than it used to be. Like, you used to watch those, like, old, like, pride fights, and these guys would get knocked out, and they'd be on the ground, like, you know, writhing in pain for 30 seconds with the fight over, and nobody has gone and looked at them. So, I mean, I admit it's better, but it just seems like still sometimes they just, you know, they don't, you know, they, they worry about injuries, and yet they just like, oh, okay, whatever. But anyway... So next time, I'm going to be talking about the UFC. I was going to talk about Bellator, but fuck that. I don't fucking care. I'll talk about it again some other time, maybe when the championships are going on. Um, I'll just recap the whole thing. But right now, whatever. You know, this is a good amount of time. I don't think people want to listen to me longer than that. And for all the people who did listen to me, which I had about six viewers last time, which is amazing, because considering that I had zero before that, so it was like a 600% increase. That's why I want to look at it, you know, like think positively on it. But uh, I, 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 I want to keep doing this, so 
yeah, I hope you guys enjoy listening. Later.